The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Talking Handles. Derek C. Paul with Jared Timms and Nate Green, and we're back in the setup for this weekend. Lots to talk about. Pitchers and catchers reported this last week. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a it's been a fun week. It's been a very fun week of you know just news. And there's so many good. There's so many free agents still left out there. It's gonna be so interesting to see what happens here in the coming coming days and weeks. They, they got to start signing eventually, right? I Maybe think so. Yeah. I guess not. Tell me if I'm wrong. And I guess I'll pass to Nate next because he's gonna talk yet. But Nate, I'm telling you, when was the last time you seen? so many free agents last this long it's almost we're getting close to march here 10 days march. You, you you did have it last year a little bit because of the lockout or two years ago because of the lockout excuse me um and i mean anytime scott boris is involved you're gonna have this happen because scott boris is going to do whatever he can for his client to get as much money as possible and it's really a scott boris problem it's not an anyone else problem well i think it's more than scott boris I think, but he's a big part of the problem. When, he, when Jordan Montgomery wants thirty-five million dollars, you, you can you can blame whoever you want on that. It's it's mostly Scott Boris because Scott Boris is telling his clients Blake Snell's worth forty-five million dollars. It's like Blake Snell isn't worth forty-five million dollars, but whatever. Yeah, wait. But what about that rumor today that that from was it Bob Nightingale in the USA Today saying they're checking to see the Yankees are checking to see if Snell yep. will take a short term thirty-five yep. million. Um, if I'm Snell, I'm not taking short term. I'm 31 years old. I'm one injury away from that being it. Nope. You got to take what you can take, though. Nobody's going to give you it. You got to take I mean, something. I mean, because three, the Yankees three, did offer him a really good contract before they signed Stroman. They offered him six at, at 25 a year, and he goes, I'm not taking anything less than seven years at 30. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Come on, and so, right, so what is he worth? He's he's worth five for one twenty-five. He's worth whatever anybody's willing to pay him. <laughs> that gets him. That gets him to age thirty-six and twenty-five million a year. That's that's what he's worth. With his up and down career, he's got two Cy Youngs. Congrats! But he's thrown one hundred and eighty innings twice in his career, both his Cy Young years. He's pitched for seven years. Like you're you're rolling the dice on him actually throwing over one hundred and ten innings. I don't know about 125. I don't know about 125. It's worth a little more than that, but it's not much more. 
we're not that far apart on it. Nonetheless, it does surprise me. Hey, you no, know, the big one that surprises me though is is our boy out there from you know former Dodger, former Cub, Scott Boris again. Oh my gosh, sign me! My gosh, Bellinger needs to sign somewhere. Where are you going? Where are you think he's going? I still think the Angels make the most sense, especially with already coming out the other day and saying stupid comments like he does. Um, we're in the entertainment business. We're not in the winning business, according to Artie. And Cody Bellinger hopefully puts butts in seats. And that's that. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for a guy who's going to put butts in seats. And everyone who's going to be begging and pleading for Blake Snell, Blake Snell doesn't put butts in seats. E- even if you go to watch Blake Snell pitch, you're watching him pitch maybe twice in a week. Where if you're going to watch Cody Bellinger, you're watching him play seven times in that week, six times in that week. So. I think the Angels are more likely to spend on, on Cody Bellinger than they are Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Jared? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to hope that the Angels are in, but when you hear that the Angels are in on guys, it probably doesn't mean that they're in on guys. Uh, we saw it all offseason, so I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, I mean, I know they're in on a lot of a lot of smaller guys. I know they're not done. You know, I, you, you can't be done, but you got to get a little bit deeper. Um, but is a big name in the, in their future? I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like Hunter Strickland. Yeah, Hunter Strickland's a good sign. Take it. You know, that is that your big dog? That's that's all. That's that's all it. That's all I've asked for. That's all we've asked for. This oh, the, off season not, is, is, is no, guys it's not that, all I've asked for. No, 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 no. It, get, <laughs> let me finish my shit. Jeez, come on, man. Go ahead. It's all you've asked for is guys that have been it's there and true. done it before. I've asked for starting pitching depth. We have not gotten a starting pitcher on a minor league deal ever. Go get a dang starting pitcher. We have no starting pitching. That's Tyler like Anderson please, sucks. Yeah, like Griffin Canning has had one good year, and it wasn't even yeah. that good. You got... Chase Silseth coming off a ball to his head. Uh, we haven't seen Reed Detmers. He's been up and down. And and Patrick Sandoval, what's he going to cry about now? Who knows? Well, I mean, and apparently they're in on Ahmed Rosario. That's huge. That's huge for the team. You got to get deeper. makes more sense. You got to get deeper. You got. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What what did you say that bet uh, the. Las Vegas came out with their Bet MG came out with 71 and a half. 71 and a half wins. Over and a half. I'll take the over, but 71 and a half. I think it's the over. fact that it's that low is crazy. Because that low. tells you how how bad they think this team is. And you've got Artie and Perry running around saying, Oh, this team's so much better. We've we've plugged so many many oh. more holes. We, we've gotten better. Yeah, we need to make a couple more moves, but we're right there. And it's you're feeding us the same Oakland A's crap of, hey, just trust us. We'll be good. Well, that's 10 years of wasted trust, really. But, I mean, I'll give them credit for this. I still I still believe, like, you know, not – I'm hold on, let me phrase it right, because I don't believe that. All right, 10, 15 years ago, a manager meant everything. You know, manager was 10, 15, 20 wins. I, I don't really believe that anymore. But I do believe Ron Washington is a solid manager who will have them playing good female baseball. They'll play better. They'll they're going to be over seventy one. I think it's worth a few wins. I just don't. I'm I'm overall I'm probably the most pessimistic I've been about the Angels in in 
a decade. I think this, I think last season broke me. Really did. And when we're, we have our numbers, you know, when we're, when we're talking about a podcast tonight and we're thinking, okay, we're going to talk about Hunter Strickland. We're going to talk about Kiki Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario and some guy named E Hire. How do you say that name? E Hire? E here? Adrianza? All right. So, I mean, 34 year old infielder, as if we didn't have enough already. I, I'm not feeling real keen on this year. I don't want to be that way the entire year, but there has to be some silver lining here, Jared, and you're usually the one who will find a silver lining. So what is it? I've, I've been saying it all off season. You, you're young, you have a core group of guys, um, but 2024 might not be the year, right? Like you're, you're building for 2025 and, and beyond that with this, with this core group of guys, you have, Another four four picks in the first three rounds, which you know, it, it is what it, it is what it is. You have a pick in the top ten. You have your highest pick since they picked Erstad, or when I, I don't remember when they had a pick higher than this. Um, so you know, if you if you go into the draft and have a have a decent draft, um, and you're able to continue to build around your young core group of guys, you know, you're you're onto something. Now, I mean, you want like silver silver lining. Nobody was. Nobody was counting in the Diamondbacks last year, but also the Diamondbacks don't happen on a yearly basis either. So there's there's that. But yeah, if you if you want a silver lining, the Diamondbacks made to the World Series last year, um, weren't even considered. I mean, they sold at the trade deadline. Basically, they they didn't go and they didn't go and make any big trades or anything. Like, what they bought? Kind of. They, what they, do you mean, kind of? They they got they got their closer. They they were selling, man. Like it was they it was, bought what the Diamondbacks. They bought no. what part of getting an elite closer from a team that the the Mariners were selling? They, they sold. They before, took. They 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 were they sold before getting. They right, sold I'm before getting there. You guys bicker that out. I'm gonna go make sure we're, we're checking our records here on the Diamondbacks. The <laughs> nobody has. I'm just saying, like they're they, buying. They were just, buying. That's fine. I mean, if you they, I don't, I don't think they were buying. I don't think they were buying. Um, I think they're trying to get better for the future, yeah. But I don't think they—I don't think they're necessarily buying and trying to make a. Paul, Paul Seawald's not buying. Who they trade before Seawald? Trade four or they, they traded. Uh, they traded their closer Andrew away. Chafin, I believe, reliever yeah, from they, Milwaukee. They, they were trading away before that. So, like I said, I mean, you want silver lining? Yeah. You, you who were they trading away? Find me a guy they were trading away. Traded away Chafin. They tra- they traded away a few. Then they traded away a few guys, or maybe maybe not. Maybe I could be wrong. But I'm checking for you right now. Going back to June. Of last year, it might not have, but he like said it, it felt like no. early on they were they were selling, they were oh, selling some guys away, and then you know they made the they made one trade for Seawold. And this, we said the same thing about the Mariners too, right? The Mariners did the same the thing. The Mariners were selling, yeah. The Mariners were selling, and they end up getting better. So, um, but I mean, if you want silver lining, while you guys are while you guys are looking that stuff up, silver lining, they're young, they have a core group of guys to build around, um, and. You know, that's that's really it right now. You know, you have a starting rotation of Patrick Sandoval and and Reed Detmers, who are there for the future, and Chase Silseth are there for the future. You have the bullpen with probably Sam Bachman. You have the bullpen with Ben Joyce and and maybe some other guys there for the future. And you have Zach Neto, Logan O'Hoppy, Nolan Shanwell, you know, Mickey Moniak's here long term, Mike Trout. You you have a core group of guys to build around. You just gotta you just gotta do it the right way. So hey, I'm gonna go with Nate here. They bought. Did they? It's pretty clear they Tommy bought. Fam they went and got their closer, then then they went and got Tommy Pham from the Mets. 
I think they traded. I think they traded Chafin early, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're selling." No, they traded Chafin after they got Seawald. Did they? Yeah, they yeah. traded him on the like, first of August. Traded, my bad. Then I thought they traded Chafin early, and then they got a little hot, and then they're no, like, they, you know what? they go. got Seawald. They were like, "Whoa, the Mariners are going to give us Seawald for nothing." Well, now we yeah. can trade Chafin because he hasn't pitched good lately, and they got something for him. And then they went and got Tommy Fan, which helped the outfield because they're very left-handed in the outfield. They go get a righty who hits lefties really well. So they they were buying. Then, I, then, I, then I'm wrong there on that. But, I mean, very, the Angels and the Diamondbacks are in similar spots. Like, nobody can, nobody thought they were going to compete. Um, the Diamondbacks had probably got a better farm system. But nobody probably. thought they were going to compete last year in a very good division. Okay, well, hold on. I mean, I will – to go back to last year the diamondbacks and so they're if we want to compare the diamondbacks of last year the angels of now let's do that the angels of last year so the diamondbacks last year had first base they had christian walker who was has been iffy but had a comeback year tell Marte had a big comeback year last year saved me a couple of fancy leaves to be honest with you um guriel had a nice recovery year last year you had Corbin Carroll with his outstanding rookie year. There's four guys right there who stepped up. Then you go into pitching. Merrill Kelly, they're deep. Him? They're deep pitching wise. I, I like what they okay. I like what they built there. I'll well, say I'm, that. Just, I'm talking about last year. Merrill yeah. Kelly and of course Zach Gallen Kelly being basically there. built on his year before though. Like that's what we've yeah. been asking the Angels guys to do. Like. You look at 2022 from Ke- from Kelly. He was a 337 and 33 starts, and then 2023 he goes 329 and 30 starts. So like he just got he just continued on what he what he did in 2022. On top of Zach Gallen just being one of the best pitchers in the National League, which again the Angels don't have. The Angels don't have one of the best pitchers in the American League, which is the difference between the playoff really good teams and the teams that are pretending. You I mean, you I- need elite starting pitching. I just want to point this out. You're, you're absolutely right. And if you look at the Angels' rotation right now, the only guy I think who has the potential to be a gallon potential would be Detmers, and Detmers has been all over the place. So I'm going to ask you guys, look at the roster right now, at the roster right now. And I, I rattled off four guys who turned things around last year, plus they had their rookie, Plus, they had a couple pitchers. That's pretty much it. That that's what Two turned rookies. their team around. Gabriel Moreno as well. Okay, who really on this roster right pitcher. now could you see mirroring what happened with the Diamondbacks? Jared, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Taylor Ward. I mean, you, you get those three guys back. Like that's it's considerable. A lot of those guys didn't play. Those guys missed half half the season, if not more. So I mean, you're you're banking on guys coming back from injury there for sure, but you know it's not bad. You missed a lot of Zach Neto last year. You missed a lot of Logan O'Hoppy last year. You know, so yeah, like you got guys that can do that. The pitching staff wasn't very good. I think. I mean, I think the higher upside guys, Patrick Sandoval, um, but I think that he needs to, you know, be able to pitch grow up better. Yeah, yeah, he needs he needs to be able to pitch better and and grow off the year before that and pitch how he did in the World Baseball Classic and and, and things like that. But yeah, um, I mean, Reed Detmers is a phenomenal pitcher. We like the upside of Chase Silseth. Griffin Canning looked good when he came back. Um, again, I, I don't want to hype this team up because expectations. That's I, what I wanna, you're doing. I want to come into this. I want to come into the season low, but like, you know, you got some guys that stay healthy. 
you're getting, you know, Mike Trout back. That that that's certainly helpful. And you have a good young core group of guys. So that's the thing is you're talking about. Who's the about... Corbin Carroll of this team though? Like who's the young kid who's gonna be rookie of the year type of guy? Was he the best because... player? Was was Corbin Carroll the best player on their team last year? Yes. Okay, then Mike Trout. Like he's not young. No, no, no. But... I'm not, yeah. I, I want a, I want a kid, right? Like because you're comparing them to the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are young and fun. They had some they had some veterans, right? Like like uh, Derek mentioned Christian Walker was that guy who kind of reverted back to where he'd been. He had 33 homers. He had 260. Like if Trout does that, like we're, we're ecstatic, right? Like Trout could easily hit 280, hit 35, 40 bombs, whatever. But like you are comparing him to one of the youngest, most fun teams in major league baseball right now, right? Like you're comparing him to a group that has uh, a top 10 prospect at shortstop. You're comparing them to a group who had a top five prospect in the outfield last year who had MVP votes and won rookie of the year by a landslide. Who is that guy for the Angels, right? Like, you're, you're also talking about a team who traded that's for right. a top 10 prospect in all of baseball and comes in and, and like, that's Logan Ohapi. You could say, even though Ohapi wasn't a top 10 prospect in baseball, but him and Gabriel Moreno could be very similar. But, like, who is the guy that's going to step up and be an MVP candidate that is young? Because, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks had the Mike Trouts, right? Like, not not Mike Trout exactly, but they had a guy who put up really, really good numbers. Who is going to be that guy who's going to put up stupid numbers that we're not expecting to put up stupid numbers? Because I guarantee you, if you asked Arizona last year, what's Corbin Carroll's numbers? They go, you know, in a perfect world, he hits 270. Yeah, he hits 15 bombs. He steals 30 bags. He has a really good rookie year. Probably wins rookie of the year, but, you know, there's some other guys, right? You're, if Mike Trout puts up those numbers I just said, you're saying that's a disappointing year, right? Like everyone who who's putting Mike Trout numbers out there, it's like, well, he's hitting 270, 30 plus bumps. Like that, that's what you're expecting on Mike Trout on a that's, worst case scenario. That, Obviously, that, there's a best case scenario, but who's the young kid who's going to have a shot to actually show like, are those hey, numbers, this is are the those next star. Those numbers that Carroll put up are Mike Trout numbers. Like, you asked me who I, I know, but but you're about. expecting Mike Trout to put up those you numbers. Need other like, guys, to, you need reason. other guys to step up, right? Yes, like, the Diamondbacks are saying in this need... season expecting Carroll to be that guy, right? They were not expecting him to be no, this no, no, exactly. Well, but they also, for them, I'm talking this year. They they already have you know like their top other top prospects coming up this year to play full time. Hopefully, no, no, Jordan. I'm actually even better this year. Jordan Lawler. Jordan Lawler is a piece. They have a good. Like I said, I love the way they built a rotation. Um, and, and yeah, they, I mean, they made some, they made some good acquisitions this off, this off season as well. So yes, I'm not comparing them to this season last season, probably in pretty similar shape, right? Like we were talking about the Diamondbacks being good, you know, 2025, 2026, but you know, they had guys, they had guys step up. They had guys, you know, they had a perfect season, like in all honesty, like they had the perfect season <laughs> and that that's, that's what it took, you know, and that's what it takes to win a world series though. We make it to the world series is, is almost like a perfect season. You don't have teams that have off years, you know, it's not like football where you can, you know, have a, have, you know, somewhat of an off, off postseason, you know, and still make it to the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, we talked Patrick Mahomes this year. He didn't have a good year. Yeah. Regular good. season postseason yeah. dude was outstanding, but regular season, like Houston Astros have, have sleptwalked through the regular season. We've seen it. Like Dodgers. there are teams. Exactly. We've playoffs seen teams sleepwalk playoffs through it and make it. Playoffs to are a different beast, man. Like when I mean, we said this since day one, the playoffs are a different beast and you get to the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. And it happen, happens every single season. I mean, who had, who had the diamondbacks against the Rangers last year, right? Like I don't think anybody really, 
really had that pegged as the World Series matchup. I mean, you could say the Rangers, but you say the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, you can say the Rangers, but I mean, nobody had that as the as the matchup. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just you never know what's what's going to happen. Like, I'm excited for Ron Washington. Like we we've been asking for for some veteran leadership in the clubhouse. I think Ron brings that to the table. We've been asking for defensive help. I think Ron Washington brings that to the table as well. So, um, yeah, like is there a silver lining? Like they could still win 75 games. Absolutely, they can still win 75 games. But you have a you know a fun young core group of guys that you are hoping that that can make that next step. And I think Ron Washington puts them in in a good spot to to take that next next step into competing into 2025. Like I said, I'm I'm not not expecting them to to compete this year. I I really am not. Um, now, if they go get Blake Snell and they go get Cody Bellinger and they go get Jordan Montgomery, for some for some reason they spend 85 million dollars or whatever. Not eighty-five million dollars. Actually, it'd probably be pretty close to that. Ninety million dollars on all three of those guys. Then, sure, like we can talk about them competing this year. But like again, they needed to have the perfect offseason. They haven't had a very good. They haven't had the perfect offseason. They didn't want to go out and spend that money. They still have a lot of money to spend. Um, and yeah, like silver lining, you have a good young core group of guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say that. That'll be the thing for me this whole season is can those good young core group of guys step up and go get to the next level? Haven't seen that yet out of this out of this organization. I mean, when you look at the Angels roster, there are good young guys. Is there anybody that you think has a giant ceiling to step up again? And you're talking about, you, you pinpoint Rundown. I mean, do we really have faith in Rundown at this point to do anything more than 40 games? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I always have hope that he's going to play uh, 60 games or 70 games. But, um, but yeah, I mean, going into the season with what you get, like what's a successful season for Anthony Rundown playing 100 games? Like we're like, yeah, like he missed less than half a season. Less than half a season, he played sixty percent of the games. Like that's a success for. You can say the same thing about Trout though, too. Right? You're paying like, him too much to just be happy with hundred hundred games, man. Ah, well, you're paying guys a lot. You're paying guys a lot of money to do a lot of different things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, I mean, you, you hope you're getting one hundred and twenty, hundred thirty games out of Anthony Rendon, but haven't have yet to seen that yet. But when he's on the field, he helps the team. Like at the end of the day, I think we've said this from the beginning. Anthony Rendon, when he's on the field, he helps the team. They are a better team with him, with him in the lineup when he's not. Um, you can say that about a lot of guys too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for that guy to step up, I mean, Logan O'Hoppy could be that guy for sure. That uh, that hits 40 home runs this year, um, plays good behind the dish. I, I, come on, like he could. But, he could let's, no, I can see 25, 30. Let Let's just get every Angel fan thinking Logan O'Hoppy is going to hit 40. I mean. When's the last time you had a, a legit catcher hit 40? It doesn't happen also, very often. Like, let's set the expectations where they should be. He'll probably, like, in a good year, he hits 270 with 25 bumps. And, and don't give me this crap that he was on pace for, for you know, 52 homers before he got hurt. I'm watching Sac State's guy right now. That guy's on pace for, to get hit over uh, 300 times this year. That'd be fun. Like, like let Let's talk about what it is. Like we could talk about predictions and, and projections all we want, but like that that's not gonna help us. Like, big deal. You're projected to hit fifty-two homers. Like we're we're for week one of college baseball and we got guys that are projected to have two hundred RBIs because they had seven RBIs in their first weekend. Like, how many of those guys are actually gonna get there? Zero. So the the predictions and the projections off of what he could have been if he was healthy are unrealistic. And let's Let's be realistic with where we're at. He's a 270 hitter with 25 homers. If he if he exceeds that, you're you're ecstatic. 
but we're not going to set the bar of, oh, he's going to hit 40 homers or well, he could hit 40 homers. All I said because, he like, could hit 40 home runs. I don't okay, think- and Nolan Shane will could close his eyes and hit 40 home runs too. Like, we can play this game all we want. Patrick Sandoval could close his eyes and have an ERA of 2.2. Like, yeah. you can play that game all you want of what could happen, what could happen. But, like, let's be realistic with where the Angels have been the last 10 years, right? Like, if we're realistic, Logan O'Hoppy probably hits about 270. He hits about 18 to 20 homers, and we're going, hey, he had a really good year for a catcher. That, let's just be honest. He did. But, I mean, uh, I see 25-30 max for him, dude. Yeah. All I said is he could. 25-30 max. He can break Barry the Bonds could come back. He, I, 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 I sense a little bit of uh, like, a little bit of the, I'm, I'm with Nate a lot in this Barry one. Bonds is going to come back Come out of retirement, he's going to DH only for the Angels. He's going to hit fifty bombs this year. I just feel it. You know, he could, he could. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it, but it's possible. That's what Jared's telling me. Anything else you want to predict, Jared? Nah, I, 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 I got to annihilate else. today. I, 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 I I've said. <laughs> I, I've set this. I've set the bar low. I said they're going to win seventy five. You just said you the, just said low. the yeah, catcher's going to hit forty bombs. I did not. I said he could. Yes. I said he could. That set the bar up. You just He's not going to play enough games for Neto forty home runs, man. Zach Neto could. Zach Neto could be the starting shortstop in the All Star game. Like it could happen. He plays well. I believe that more than forty home runs from Logan O'Hoppy. And that's and that's even a stretch. I mean. Look at how many legit shortstops are in the American League. Like yeah, Bobby Witt Jr., Corey Seager. Like y- you can go on and on with all these shortstops. And and could he? Sure. But like again, let's set the bar. He hit two twenty five last year or something like that. Like let's not act like he was a uh MVP front runner before this he got is, hurt. Like this is coming off me saying that this this is like a fun young core group of guys, you know, and I didn't even actually like really compare them to the Diamondbacks, but we got off on the Diamondbacks for some reason. Um, all, all, all I said is, you know, like the Diamondbacks weren't supposed to win the World Series, go to the World Series, mean make playoffs. So, like, Angels, young, fun core group of guys that need to take the next step. They haven't done that yet. <laughs> like, could Logan O'Hoppy at 40? Could, yeah, he, he could. You know, could Zach Neto bat 300 with 15 home runs at the first in the first half and make be the uh, starting shortstop for the All-Star game? Absolutely. It could happen. It might not. (laughs) Okay. Baseball season's here. Yay, but man, I haven't been on the show for a while. Has it been like this? No. The last month or? Jared uh, hasn't been pulling random crap out of thin air saying, (laughs) hey, in a great year, you know, Patrick Sandoval is going to have a 1-9-6 ERA and he's going to go 22-3. and So, Let's Nate's do up, that. Nate's though. upset that his that his starters gave up 14 runs this weekend. I'm upset that Jared is games. telling people that the Angels are going to have three guys that are going to be oh, MVP gosh. candidates by so, themselves. Let alone, we just said the Angels over under 71 and a half, but they're going right, to have three this? MVP candidates. I propose, since we since let's be honest, since it's still February and we need freaking content, I propose this. Since we're going to do this. I propose a series of podcasts in the next three, four shows where we talk about the ceiling and the floor of each person on the current 40-man roster. What do you guys say? 
As long as his ceiling yeah. for everyone is in three fifty with I mean, forty five homers, this we'll could be either okay. be some great baseball discussion or Jerry Springer train wreck. Either way, it's works for entertainment value. We got it. Mm. I'm just saying. I this is what I propose. We gotta say yeah or nay. Sure, but Nate, you got to remember that the Angels have had two MVP candidates the past six years, yes. and they haven't won more than forty-five games. So having three MVP candidates doesn't even mean they're going to be a five-hundred team. So, yeah, but one of those MVP candidates won't be an eye guy that doesn't want anything to do with the rest of the squad. So, I didn't say that, that. Yeah, I'm throwing haymakers today. Um, but wait, I thought I thought that guy was like. Talking about how much he loved his time as an angel and how much yeah. the angels had every year. And that's why all the angels are like, we knew that was happening in, in January of last year. Congrats, he got his money. Nobody has really said anything of like, oh man, like we really miss him. Everyone's just kind of like, hey, cool, he got his money. Hope he does well. It was, was it Trout's statement was he thought pretty much all last year. And, Patrick Sandoval, same yeah. thing. Like all Reed Detmers, he completely ruined my my uh, my schedule. I didn't know when I was pitching, where I was pitching. Like, oh, Detmer said that. Yeah, <laughs> we should you know we should talk about that. Not me running out of time, but the Shohei effect because you you guys have hinted at before the the move to a six man rotation how it affects everybody. We're going to be seeing a five man rotation straight up now the entire time. We really should talk about that, and this is also the reason why I don't I, I don't believe the idea of the seventy one win. I think it's more than that. I think the guys that the Angels have are, I know there's no aces here, but decent. I think we'll see better pitching as a addition by subtraction there. I just want to say, because these guys can actually be on a normal schedule. Yeah. Well, the name of the game when it comes to pitching, this is coming from two pitchers here, by the way, Derek, is consistency <laughs> and, yeah. and knowing when you're doing what. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's a huge part of it. And that was but, something that we've said forever about this, about a six man rotation and Shohei Otani in particular, you can run a six man rotation out there as long as it stays consistent. But I mean, I think the last six and years, even that it still sucks. I would say even well, the last six years, you didn't, I didn't know. I didn't look at the starting rotation. I didn't know what the starting rotation was, right? Like you didn't know who's going what day until, until Jaff or Rhett came out, um, you know, that, that week with the rotation. So, or you looked and at MLB.com. So I don't see Ron Washington as being that kind of guy either. I think they're going to be pretty settled. I, he, Ron's already, Ron's already said that he's going, he, he wants consistency out of guys and ma- mainly out of the position players. But what you're going to see is probably going to be pretty similar to what you saw in, in Atlanta. You know, like you're going to get guys that are going to play every day. You're going to get consistency, you know, and that's going to, I think it's going to help a lot of guys, you know, you, you, you know what your role is coming into it so i'm um, yeah that, that this that, that's again something that we've been asking for for the past six years is just you know get consistent with guys you know so it, it'll be fun i know we don't have too much more time here but yeah all right closing thoughts nate throw strikes that's the biggest thing if this starting rotation you can throw strikes will be all right i was just all looking right. at just for fun patrick sandoval had 74 walks in 144 innings the year before where he had a 2.92 era 60 walks in 148 innings so that's a that's a big difference. That's fourteen extra base runners getting on in four less innings. He just wasn't. He didn't look good last year at all. He really didn't. But Angels were diff- third in walks, by the way, offensively or uh, on the mound. They were third I, in walks on the. I know mound you don't. I know you don't like this, and he came from the Dodgers. But I mean, look at Tyler Anderson's walks last year compared to his last year with the Dodgers. It was like. 
like eight times the amount that he had. I know you're coming <laughs> from the Dodgers, but it was it was like he walked 80 guys with the Angels and he walked 20 guys with the Dodgers. Something it was something crazy like that when you when you go and look at it. 30. How do you finish? How do, how do you, you finish tr- with the third most walks in Major League Baseball and and say you're competitive? Like that's that's a joke. My my biggest question, like in Anderson's case, what changed so much that his walk rate went up four times, like from twenty to eighty? Like how how does that? What happened? That's what I'd like to know. I'd love to talk to somebody about that. But we're out of time. We get three minutes left and. Until this thing shuts off, we want to make sure we shut off in time. So follow Jared at Jared underscore Tim's on X. Follow Nate at Nate Green 34. Follow me at DC Paul. And follow the Talking Halos handle on X. In the meantime, you'll find us on anywhere podcasts can be found, especially on YouTube. We're out of here. Have a great one.